Hello and welcome to Ion Princeton. This podcast is dedicated to informing city residents like you about the happenings here in Princeton, Texas. Each episode will help you find the things you need to know to navigate in and around the city. We keep our eye out for businesses that are coming to town, road construction updates, city ordinances, and public safety. We also like to highlight local residents that live in the city. Right now, we'll hand things off to your host and Princeton resident, Mitchell Chase. Thank you very much, Greg Price. I appreciate those kind words. And joining us right now for a special edition of Eye on Princeton with this cold weather, Fire Chief for the City of Princeton, Tom Harvey. First, welcome, Chief. Thank you for coming on. Good morning, Mitchell. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. wanted to ask you a couple of questions. One, you are in charge of emergency operations. It's one of two people. Is that correct? Well, actually, we have uh, multiple people with that responsibility. We have the city manager who holds the title of emergency manager. We have an emergency management specialist as part of the fire department. And then as the directors of public safety, the police chief and myself, in addition to the public safety director, and in some cases, uh, the building development and parks director get involved. It depends on how widespread and what's involved in emergencies. Let's just say with what we're going into, what would make someone make the decision, all right, we need to get into emergency operations? Well, we already planned for that, anticipating the weather, watching the news, following some of the the information that is being placed out there. Of course, we also have our own media channels which we can get detailed information and gear up. We start to communicate. We have meetings. We prepare. We've been through this multiple times now. And if need be, we activate what we call our emergency operations center, where key individuals in the city, which have various responsibilities, will work together to coordinate, making sure that the community is not only safe, secure, but has some of their needs met one way or another. Very good. Okay. And there's something new. Uh, It's called Civic Ready. Could you comment on that? Yes, sir. Civic Ready is a new program that the the city has adopted. It's a software program. It can be found on the city website. It is similar to the Code Red program that citizens used to sign up for for emergency notifications. However, Civic Ready expands on that, and you can receive general notifications related to council meetings, activities within the city, community development meetings, economic development meetings, and various emergencies. So in the event that we need to get a rapid uh, notification out there to residents that might be affected by a particular situation, it'll come straight to their phone, email, however they elect to put that in the system as. With the very cold temperatures that we may be dealing with or are dealing with, what is the best way to heat the house if we lose power and to stay safe, and especially things not to do? Well, if you lose power, you know, if you don't have the ability to have a, a fireplace in your home, then another option would be to use a portable generator. The things we want to remember about portable generators is, first of all, they have to be capable of carrying the load of the appliance that you're using it with for instance, a portable electric heater, and you want to make sure that you ventilate that generator, meaning that it needs to be placed outside because those generators can produce carbon monoxide gas, which can be hazardous to your health. Other than that, 
simply uh, using a fireplace, using logs, no other, you know, type of materials. You don't want to just burn paper and you don't want to burn other things that just because they burn. You want to burn in that fireplace uh, what's intended to be burned and then you don't want to overload it. So the idea would be to keep your house as warm as possible to prevent your pipes from freezing. And if it gets to a point where you can no longer warm your house, then the city will activate a warming shelter where citizens can come seek warmth and potentially even stay there until power is restored. All right. Thank you so much for that, Chief. A couple things that I just want to hit again about that. One, if you're using your generators, especially gas-operated generator, have the fumes going outside. Don't run it in the house. Exactly. And the other thing is when it comes to using the fireplace, if you're thinking we don't need that dinner table anymore, don't do that. Don't burn it in the fireplace. Just the appropriate logs and don't go crazy with making it too large a fire for the fireplace. Right. Because some fireplaces are not true brick. They look like they're brick, but behind that is a metal box and you can overheat the metal box which contains that fire. So these burn logs that you can buy at Home Depot, the three-hour pressed wood burn logs, right. uh, may be appropriate in that situation, or just a couple small regular uh, pieces of firewood. Each wood is different. You need to be careful with the type of wood you burn. Some wood puts out a lot of embers and uh, tends to pop and send embers out in front. That's why it's important to have a spark arrestor or glass screen in front of that fireplace. And make sure you don't burn paper. Paper has a tendency to float up and out and uh, can create some hazards there. And again, having a CO and a smoke detector are valuable tools in the situation where you might be using alternative methods of heating your home. Which leads me to this, as far as lighting, if we lose our power and you say, well, I'm going to burn candles, your thoughts on that? Well, candles can be handled safely as long as they are put on a solid surface that's non-flammable, that is away from potential you know, flammable uh, or combustible materials. And then, of course, out of reach of children or from animals where they may knock it over. But there's no reason that you couldn't use a candle as long as you use it safely. Very helpful. And thank you for that, Chief. Sure. We'll always recommend uh, an alternative source of lighting via battery over a live flame in any situation. But uh, it, it is sometimes a last resort. You're awesome, Chief, when it comes to safety and sharing about it. I just want to get your thoughts about, uh, so with the freezing conditions, and let's say there's snow and ice on the roads, just your thoughts uh, to us drivers. Number one, don't go out unless you have to. You know, prepare in advance. Get everything you need at the stores, batteries, medications. Uh, You know, if you are on oxygen, make sure you get your oxygen tanks filled so that you can last for two days or three days in the home. And that way you don't have to get out on the roads. But if you do... Keep distance between other vehicles. Make sure you're driving slow. Use the brakes very hard in icy or snow conditions. By applying the brakes too hard, you can slide and lose control very easily. Of course, wear your seatbelt. (laughs) Seatbelt always. Last year, as we're closing here, but last year going through the freeze, is there anything significant that you learned concerning how we went through it? Well, we learned a lot of things. The city actually produced an after-action report which addressed some infrastructure needs related to maintaining city services. We always learn from a response 
uh, perspective, making sure that we have the staffing and the apparatus available to meet the needs of the citizens while we're out there. And of course, uh, having multiple facilities available, not only for the public in the event of emergency and supplies to cover those facilities, but also having facilities available to the individuals out there that are actually working for the city uh, during that time frame. Because sometimes it means, uh, you know, you're going to be working 24 hours and then you're going to stay on and you're going to work another 24 hours. So we have to make sure that we provide for the people that are serving the citizens as much as we are serving, helping the citizens. Chief Tom Harvey, thank you so much for uh, joining us here in the special edition of Ion Princeton. Just to repeat, in case someone missed it, you can go to the City of Princeton website. You can get information about Civic Ready. And also, I know on the Facebook page for the city and, of course, the website, information or vital information or emergency information will be shared. And did I miss anything? No, sir. Just a reminder that for people out there listening, that eating in the home is the second leading cause of home fires in residential homes. So they need to be very cognizant of how they heat their home, avoid live flame if possible, and have contingencies. If you're using a generator, use it right. Do not try to hook it back into the electrical circuits of the home. That can be very dangerous, and it can also cause shorting and create a fire itself. There's lots of information out there on the FEMA website. We've placed some out there on the city and fire department's Facebooks. Um, the citizens have questions, they can certainly reach out to us. We're available, and hopefully everybody will heed the advice. Stay home, yes. be prepared, and we'll work through this and come out good on the other side. Chief Tom Harvey, City of Princeton Fire Department, uh, thank you for your time and, and sharing with us such great information that we can use so we all like you say can make it through safely uh, blessings to you and your department thank you for what you do for taking care of us here in the city of princeton thank you mitchell and uh make sure all the citizens if you get a chance remind them to sign up for that civic ready it's a good way to get constant information from the city and notifications related to any happenings or any emergencies just be safe take care chief you too mitchell you take care stay warm Thank you for listening to Eye on Princeton, a podcast focused on the happenings in Princeton, Texas. We always welcome your feedback, ideas, suggestions, comments, or questions by email to mitchellchase at mitchellmchase.com. Until next time, blessings to you and yours. Eye on Princeton is produced by Chase Productions. Copyright 20.